Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is our first real episode in a long time, and it marks the start of a lot of new things for us. There is a really short episode we put out last week where Ram and I talk about what some of those new things are and what we've been up to while we were gone. So if you missed that, go back and listen so that you're caught up. This week, we're talking to a very well-known member of the circuit who has had a big hand in many high-profile competitions and successful performances. We're really excited for you to hear his perspective on his journey through the circuit thus far. As is the case with any of our dancer profiles, we can only hear and know our guests' perspective on the things that they've experienced, but we do know that there's more than one experience out there among our listeners of the same events, and we respect that too. As usual, you can find links to relevant material from today's episode in the show notes, so we encourage you to check those out and enjoy the conversation. Okay, so with that, Saab and Anil put the work into producing this one, so I am going to stop talking and hand it over to them. Sorry, I guess I'm just picturing this All right. right? I'm picturing a horse on stage right like, I'm telling you what I'm looking at. I'm thinking of a horse on stage yes. right now going crazy. Yeah. And then the rest of the horse. Okay. Right? So the mix is on. Sorry. The sorry, korda's on stage. Yeah, the korda feels yeah, the hype. Yeah, yeah. You know, as we, everyone's like, SPD, SPD. And the korda goes like, yeah, man, this is for me. And like the korda goes crazy, you know? Like, this is the Bangada Podcast. Yeah. 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 Hey everyone, my name is Saab Grover. Today we have a special one-on-one interview with none other than Sani of Sean Pajabti. For our listeners who are new to Pangra or unaware of the Pangra community, Brub is captain of Sean Pajabti, otherwise known as SPD, a Pangra team and academy based out of Brampton, Ontario, Canada. SPD is widely considered one of the most popular and successful Pangra teams in the world. And in today's interview, you're going to hear directly from Brub on the history of the team and what the trials and tribulations of success in the Bangada community look like. Now, to understand the history of SPD, we started outside the Bangada community and went straight to the Sani home. So, bro, I'm kind of going to start talking a little bit more about not the Bangada side of everything, but more you as a person. So, we all know that you, Jagmeet, are Captain Sean Punjabi together, but I want to know more about your family. So... For example, what did your parents do for work? Kind of when did they immigrate to the West? And I kind of remember your dad actually, Bangada on the 6, 2016, I remember your dad was singing there, I think if I remember correctly. So tell me more about like, what's your family life like? Um, you said, um, what did they do for work? So my dad is driving a truck and yeah. my mom was a lecturer in India. And then when she came here right now, she's working as a financial advisor. And uh, you know how, um, even though I've told my parents to retire, but they still want to work. Especially my mom, I'm like my mom, I'm like, hey mom, you can just sit at home and you know, um, just 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 sanu uh, karo, you know, just love us instead of like, yeah. you know, she 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 picks up shifts from Amazon to um, some security shifts here and there, and then also like, like the financial side of it, um, she wants to work. She's very active. She's a yoga teacher as well, so she always wants to stay very active. And I guess that is where I always tell my team, I'm like, hey, um, you know, I my mom didn't just tell me to do this, tell me to do that. And then I just listened to her. She was there to set an example for me. And I had to like, I had a very good example in front of me. And uh, that is why I am the way I am. I mean, I, I work as well six days in a week. Um, and my team is like, Baji, how do you do this? And I'm like, this is exactly how I do this. I have a I have a role model that I can look up to almost every day. And uh, that's, that's how it impacts my life. Um, and yeah, on the, on the other side too, that is a truck driver, so. He's also a very hard working, working person. So yeah, I mean, 
So that hustling lifestyle really comes from your, comes yeah. from your parents. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, so you said you, you're also working six days a week. What do you do for work? Um, I started working with uh, the Investigators Group Incorporate, uh, their uh, private company in Toronto. Um, I started working there as a security guard. Um, from security guard, went to a loss prevention officer, and then became an investigator. And now I work there as an investigator. So that's yeah. awesome. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, so you, okay, you're working six days a week. Yeah. Now, what influence has this all had on your Pangadai career? I mean, like you said, you're doing so much. So how's how's this work life influenced your Pangadai career? Uh, <laughs> I wish I could put more time towards Pangadai. And um, I wish I could put more time towards uh, singing, but it is what it is. You have bills to pay, you have insurances to pay for, you have uh, mortgages to take care of. Um, so yeah, I guess um, <laughs> work is work and Bangra is Bangra. But I, I really, um, when it comes to Bangra, I feel like I have an obsession, not just passion. Um, so I, I've, I've scheduled my work according according to Pangra. So I don't know if that makes sense. Um, it makes, to me, it actually makes complete sense. I know yeah, exactly okay. <laughs> where you're coming from. I know exactly where you're yeah, coming so from. Yeah, so like here. a Saturday, Sunday would be 10 to 6. I mean, I, I told my workplace, I'm like, I cannot work after 6. So give me a mm-hmm. shift that's like ending before 6 or 5. So they would always mm-hmm. make sure that I'm like done work at 6 or after like 6, I'll be available. That's awesome. That's really awesome. You're talking about, um, you mentioned... Um, Jagmeet or Meet, right? Um, you're both of you guys are phenomenal dancers, right? Um, I want to talk more about you know. I think being brothers, you know, in a circuit, being brothers on a team is very important, and it's probably had a great influence on you. So tell me more about that relationship that you had between you two. That's really helped foster the environment that Sean Punjab is or has now. Um, wow, that's a very good question. Um, so the first competition that we ever went to was Nasti Punjabi. Um, it was a local competition. It took place in a banquet hall. Meet was not a part of it. And when I was performing on stage, Meet was on the side, on the left side. I still remember he was he was sitting with mom and he was just jumping up and down and he was supporting us like no tomorrow. And to have that kind of support, <laughs> it, it meant a lot to me on stage. We did, uh, we did place first at that competition. We had some local teams compete there, uh, but that was our first competition as well. So we were looking forward to more competitions. And the next competition, one of my teammates, he's like, you know what, let's let's have Meet to cover a spot and he's gonna perform as well. And I'm like, no, he's too young yet. You know, mm-hmm. where it, it probably, this is probably not, not the right time. But then we brought him in, he covered a spot, he started dancing, he started practicing. And then I think it, it only took me a day or two um, to make up my mind. I, I mean, I made up my mind after looking at him for a day or two that I'm going to be training him. I'm going to be spending time on him. And then it started from there. And our relationship after that, I mean, even before that too, it was always, it was always amazing. I mean, we have a difference of seven years. Um, he would always call me Paji. So, <laughs> right. He would always call me Paji. And that's why, I mean, everyone else in the team as well, they call me Paji as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that respect started from right there. They had, they had me to look up to and then Meet's first competition, actually, the first competition that Meet performed at was at Pangadat the Falls. And that's where he got the Best Dancer Award. Okay. And after that, it just started. I mean, I, I knew it that he's going to be my Jody very soon. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, our relationship has always gotten better after that. I mean, it gives me competition, Sahib, you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's honestly, it's like, it's always good to have that Jordy where you're like, you're trying to like, you know, yes. dance. So, like, for me, to, for me to coach support. the team and also cover the difference of seven years with my brother, with my Jordy is like, uh. Yeah, you're you music. Know? Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> where you're coming from, dude. The first competition that SPD competed at outside of Canada was Big Apple Pangada 2014. Big Apple Pangada was a Pangada competition hosted in Queens, New York. It hasn't been held since 2016. I had the pleasure of being at that competition with Sean Punjabdi in 2014, and if you were there, you would not recognize them as SPD we know today. And the preparation of that comp explains why you wouldn't recognize them. What was that uh, comp prep like? Can I talk about that comp experience? Uh, so that comp prep, okay. So we started practicing for Big Apple with 12 guys. From 12, we went to 10. From 10, we went to eight. And then from eight, we finally went to six. And that same night when we went to six, when two guys said that we're not coming, I went to the academy and then I had Sahaj Kahunia there, the red Jody dancer from uh, Big Apple right beside Manny. Um, he was crying. He, he had tears in his eyes. He's like, hey man, we put our whole summer into it. And you know, now we're not going to the competition or what? Because we're six now and the minimum to go to a competition is eight. I'm like, hey guys, don't worry about it. Like, we'll go, you know? Um, just give me some time. And then there was me to my brother, right? It, it was his first legitimate competition right after Bangladesh um, the Falls. And um, I was like, okay, you know what, Meet? Um, we'll go for it. You know, we'll go for it. I'll, I'll make some arrangements. So these guys that I started calling and, you know, that used to help me out with gigs and all that, two of them came in and then we were back to eight. And we only had, I don't know, I think we had about nine days before the competition. Mm. Right. And uh, we're like, well, guys, we'll make it happen. Like we legit, legit, we, we had one week, I would say one week, not even like nine days. So we had one week and then I'm like, okay, guys, we have to like take this set from a 10 man or 11 man to like eight man. Right. So change formations and all that. So it started from there. And then the coach was there too. And uh, we ended up going to the competition with eight men. So we just wanted to go to that competition and see how it feels to go to a competition like that, right? And uh, just try it out. And then when you got that feeling, did it, uh, what, ha- what happened after Big Apple when we talked about that? There was like a kind of a shift. Yeah, right? so after Big Apple, I mean, um, so I had competed in India and we went, we went to nice levels, you know, nice, nice universities, colleges and, you know, competed like that. What team was that in India that you competed with? I compete. So in 2014, when I went to um, India after a few years, I competed with um, uh, Shiv Chand's team. So that's Joe Deep Singh Sethi's team, the same team mm-hmm. that won Bangladesh in our first place. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I competed with those guys. I performed with those guys. I mean, against uh, other teams. Um, so what were we talking about again? So Big right Apple, after right? Big yeah, so, Apple. Yeah. yeah, right after so, Big yeah. Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, we performed and then um, I got a lot of love apparently. Like the Blue Jordy, Amit and I, we, we received a lot of love. Um, especially one of your guys, um, uh, G Sims. G Sims, uh, we, met up, we met up at the after party and he was just sitting with me. He was just like, man, you guys were, you know, you guys were good. You know, I want to see more of you guys. Like he appreciated mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. like anything. And with all that love, I, I really wanted to do big too, you know. Like, I didn't know the culture of competitions here. I didn't know it at that point, mm-hmm. right? We were just going because someone was taking us there. And we, we decided that as a team, we'll go there and we'll experience how it feels like. And, and mm-hmm. losing never feels good, especially when you're, you know, when you, when you, when you want to win, right? Yeah. So um, that's where it started from. And um, right when we came back, the team, 
some guys from the team there, like, I mean, Sahaj was the main guy at that time. He was leading. Um, he's like, hey, I would want, you know, probably to be the coach of the team, if anything. And then other guys also, um, you know, pointed it in and then they're like, hey, if, if Prabh can run the team, it's, it's, it's good, we're staying. If not, then we're out. And at that point, um, the, the coach that was there at that point, he also said that he's like, I, I'm not into competitions anymore, so I would like to take off. So that's when I was appointed as the coach of Shan Punjabi and um, I decided that every single competition that SPTS went to and they'd lost there, I'm going to make sure I go to every single of that competition and win. And go for a win, yeah. I mean, you know. And Big Apple, out of all those competitions, is the only competition that's left that we have been <laughs> So let's, uh, let's talk to the Virsa guys to make sure it happens again. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. yeah, they got to gotta run that comp. I think it's yes. been, a, been a really long time since they ran it. Been quite a few years. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah. Um, so I, what I really, when I hear that story, I kind of hear a very similar story to how a lot of people get very involved in the Bhangra community. They go to one competition they maybe lose at that competition, don't perform as they want to, and then they get like super addicted to the environment. Yeah, they just want to do. They want to just keep going into it, keep going into it. Yeah. Um, now, be, now you started having that kind of like that pat. You always had the passion for Bhangra, but now you have this uh, want to bring SPD and to all these comps and win everything that they've lost in the past. Yeah, I think more likely it was like the feelings that were connected with me. Mm. You know, like Meat was hoping that my brother would take us to a competition, he would train us, you know? Yeah. Sahaj was like, yes, man, I, f- I feel like we could do better, All right? So there were hopes and there were dreams that were connected, and I mean, that was something that was fueling me 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so that, that kind of that fuel took you into Windy City 2015. Oh, yeah. So Windy City, you had, you were going up against probably, you know, some big competition from Toronto. Yeah. I think the placing teams were uh, SGPD, you... Uh, SPD and then uh, Extreme, yeah. which all three are Toronto teams, all yeah. all from the same city. Yep. Um, but yeah, so Windy City now the performance is on a different level than uh, what was happening at Big Apple, and even like the style of set, the choreography, everything was so different. Yeah. Um, you know, in a in a really in really a year's time frame. So talk about that, like prep. What was that key differentiator that like helped you out to have that prep, and um, what was that comp experience and prep like? Um. After Big Apple, um, I knew exactly what we needed to do to perform um, on a stage and, you know, actually be, actually actually get appreciated by people, right? And not just after Big Apple, I mean, I had experience from before too. So I just wanted to put that in, you know, tell my guys exactly how I want to do it, you know, practice and just give it time. Anything you give time to, you could make it work. Like you could, you have, once you have a vision, you have to put time in it and that's how you'll get what you want from it, you know? So I started looking for guys. I made a couple posts, said, hey, we're, we're looking for guys. I made a few phone calls. I also had my guys calling people that were interested in doing Bangladesh, right? Mm-hmm. So we brought a bunch of people in, made selections. And um, as soon as I had the right guys to do it, I mean, SPD for, let me tell you this, SPD has been very picky, right, with people, especially when, when, mm-hmm. we, when, we, when we're taking that people, when we're taking those pe- uh, people to competitions. Right, we're being like we. I I get very picky, like, you know, and things like that, man. Like, you know, so team final. So pretty much nobody on SPD drinks. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Of course, like, I cannot control people to a point where. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's kind of like it's like team. It's like team image, right? Yeah, like practice. Because like that person, yeah, that person. Nobody with addictions of drugs. 
Let me put yeah. it that way. Nobody that is mm-hmm. addicted to drugs, you know, can go to competitions. And if they're going to competitions with me, they have to leave it for that point of time, right? Na to see practice the nasha kar kya sakde ho? Then I have to see practice to bar ja ke nasha kar sakde ho because I have, I have a diet in place that you're gonna have, you're gonna be taking, that you're gonna be on mm-hmm. for 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 those good four months, three months that we practice, right? So a lot of guys for that reason have appreciated me too because I didn't always get the good apples. Um, but anyways, yeah. So we, you know, we had I had a vision and I'm like, hey, this is the, these are the guys that I'm going to be going to the competition with. They, um, yeah. I mean, we started practicing. It took us four months, and um, vision was different from before. Form was different. Practice timings, sessions were different. Coach was different. You know, the team had this heat in them that I that I didn't see before. Their energy was being channelized. It was being directed into the right way. So I mean, Windy City was an eye-opening performance for not just you, but for other people and myself as well. You know, seeing the team perform, you can practice, 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 but then when a team puts a bardi on and the way they perform on stage is, it's always phenomenal. It's always a level up, right? So when I saw yeah. them perform on stage like that, I was like, yeah, you know what? My guys will do it and they can do it. We were okay with the second place, but then right after that, in a month, I mean, SGPD won first place there, right? At Windy City? Yeah. And yeah. in a month, we had a competition with SGPD again, right? And that is when we placed first. With a completely different set, like in just one month, we changed our whole routine, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the competition that after that happened after Windy City was Chakte Pangra. It was Chakte Pangra, yes, sir. Chakte Pangra. So I think that's the one where the video like starts, it's like pointing in the sky. If everyone, anyone ever finds it, and it goes down. Yeah. And you see, see you guys <laughs> on stage. That's how yes, I remember. Yes. Um, and then uh, was Falls. Anything different about that preparation? Very similar prop. What was that false prep? Because there, you guys, you guys also got first. I I watched that one. Yeah, I watched it on live. Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of fun. That was fun. It but was, um, I think the time yeah. frame that we had in between was two months and a half. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure, but two months and a half, and a completely different set again. <laughs> yeah, a completely different set. Same approach, right? Yeah. 2016 Motor City Bangla, the competition that put SPD on the map globally. A little bit of background, Motor City Bhangra competition is held in the metro Detroit area, my home. It is typical of this competition to have both a live Bhangra competition and a music Bhangra competition. So live is where they're dancing to a live band. The dancers are dancing to a live band. And music Bhangra is where they're dancing to a pre-recorded mix. So SPD, after going on a streak of multiple first places at local Canada competitions and also placing second at Windy City Bhangra, was looking for a new challenge. For a whole year, they didn't compete. 2015, all the way to 2016. Little did we know, at that time, that break was a build up to something legendary. At Motor City Pangara 2016, SPD put on a performance that even had the judges giving them a standing ovation. You're like first time coach of this team, right? Yeah. And you're on a placing streak. I wanna ask you this question. When you saw when you saw the talent around your team, was your first reaction like, "What's the next thing we can do? What's our next challenge?" You know, when you saw MCB twenty sixteen, probably talked to Gary about it. Gary was like, "You know, I'd love to have you guys." Um, that prop that was the one that really put you on the map globally, internationally. Everyone started to recognize SPD name. Uh, what was the thought process? Because there was a big gap between um, Bungard at the Falls and then MCB. Yeah. 
So what was the thought process going into those, into that whatever eight-month gap, I believe, or six-month gap, whatever that was? What was the thought process of the team, of you, of uh, the preparation? What, what was going on there? Um, I think after Pangadatta Falls, um, I personally realized that I don't get over with it. So by that, I mean, you know, we, we won at Windy City, even though it was the first, uh, second place, but it was still a, it was still a winning thing right mm-hmm. um at chakate pangada we won first place at pangada the falls we won first place and even though we won the first place we enjoyed and i wanted to go right back into it i wanted to go right back into competitions again right any competition that would that would come and that would catch my eye i would want to apply there right so i wasn't anywhere close to being satisfied right um so mcb came across the lineup and uh we applied and the mindset to go to mostly pangada competition and that too compete in the live category it was different it, it was very challenging we needed um a lot of funding um you know to have nasiba start over you know have new vardiam and and many things that went into it like our band and all that right because for live i i, I kind of believe it that if you are your set is 50 percent right you your dancers are 50 percent and your band is 50 percent it's never going to go to a point where your where your dancers are 75 percent and then the band is 25 it has to be equally strong right mm-hmm. so yeah a lot of funding was needed and our guys decided that we're going to go there right um take our best bet and then do whatever we can and you know put whatever we can put on stage mm-hmm. so the you talked about um Usad Nasib yeah uh, look um Usad Nasib G like what was his impact Nasib Ustad I mean yeah um <laughs> Nasib Ustadji was, um, I mean, still is, is the active Toli of um, the Babuman right now. And before that, he was playing for Gurdasman, right? So when we met here, he was here for like shows and all that. And I'm like, hey, you know, I approached him I'm like, hey, you know, I, I heard you play Toli and I feel like you play from your heart, right? And he actually does play, play from his heart, you know? So when we called him here, you know, when he played for us, it was, it was, the energy was different. The energy was completely different in the academy. The one thing that I couldn't control though of Ustadji was that, When he feels it, he wouldn't care about anything else, about speed, about whatever it is, right? He would just go right into it, right? If the crowd's, you know, like going crazy, he would also go crazy, you know? So yeah. things like that could happen. But other than that, he's an amazing totally man. Yeah. yeah. And um, it, wait, so I think you were telling me a story where he kind of came in a little bit later on the prep for MCB. Is that true? Like he was meaning like you had a different Dolly and then there was oh, yeah. another. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. And then he actually came in. Let me tell you about that one personality that I'm yeah. a fan of. So Ramandeep Rakhra, right? He's a tall player. He also plays Tumbi. He's the one who played Tumbi at MCB, by the way. Right. Okay. And he's he's the one who played Tumbi for, when I sang for Tag. Okay. Right. So he's a tall player as well. So I called him on the K, man. Uh, we need help practices. And this is what's going on. Like I told him, I never kept him in the dark. I told him on the K. We would also mm-hmm. approach Nasib Ustad and see if his visa gets approved. You know, he might come in too. But he has shows and all that. So if he comes in, he's only going to come in like two weeks before the competition. Right? So that ended up happening. He came in two weeks before the competition. But I, I appreciate Raman that helped us practice before mm-hmm. Ustad came in. Right. So what happened during our practices, um, Sahaj Gahunia, he, he, so his job, it was in the, it was in the morning time, but then it shifted to evening time. So we couldn't practice in the evening time. So because of one guy, you know, because of one person, we switched our timings from 9.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. So from that time frame 
2, 5 a.m. to 7, uh, 7 a.m. in the morning. And trust me, the struggle was real. It would be snowing outside. Yeah. It would be so cold outside. And drum and deep, I mean, we, we're, we're going to show up, of course, we're dancers. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally preparing them, physically preparing them as well, you know. But for Ramandeep Rakhra to show up at that time and he would be the first one to show up at the academy, I really appreciate that guy. Like a huge shout out to him, man. You know, and then two weeks before the competition, I'm telling him, like, hey, bro, you know, the visa got approved. Or three weeks before the competition, I'm like, hey, the visa got approved. Ustad's going to be coming in. So, you know, um, can I have you play Tumbi? Right? And the man's like, yeah, man, don't worry. You told me about it. So we, we're on the same page. I was a fan of that guy at that point, man. Yeah. He was a, it's a, like, you need that person on your team. That yeah. person on your team is like one of those valuable assets because yeah. they, like, you know, someone puts their team first. Like, yeah. That's a, that's a great mentality. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, now, I, I think a little bit more about MCB specifically, the teams that you were competing against were Juani Warriors there and FCB. I think there was supposed to be a fourth team, but I don't I don't think that happened. But yeah. it was, you know, FCB was their first time going live. Yeah. So they were really, really very, very new to the whole live scene. But Juani yeah. Warriors was very experienced, right? Yeah. This is essentially Nachti Juani, right? Yeah. People who, you know, I've been doing Pangara their entire life. Now, what were your ex- expectations going to the comp knowing you're going against such a talented team? Um, we definitely had to practice a lot. And that is why we practiced almost every day. You know, Nastijwani, of course, their name was out there, right? And for us mm-hmm. to compete against them, and just like you said, for FCB, it was FCB's first time going live, right? Mm-hmm. It was also SPD's first time going live, right? And we we knew exactly what we had to do, right? And not, I wouldn't say to win, I just wanted to say that, you know, we knew we knew exactly what we had to do to compete against, you know, teams like FCB and Nastijwani, right? And we put in put in many hours, put in many hours of practice, you know, um, approached um, people that that have done live, you know, approach them and then you know invite them to our academy to check out our set and all that, you know, mm-hmm. so that so that we go in feeling hundred percent, and it, and it worked out for us. There was a. Going into that competition, right? You perform. Yeah. Obviously, amazing performance. There's a time, though, that, you know, the jumps were off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I saw you. Yeah, step into it. Like, step oh, into it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's of go course. into there. The oh, only the mistake Rob Sandy right? made you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was, uh, so the, 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 um, the, 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 the jumps were off, right? Yeah. You're, now, I do want to talk about more, and we're going to go into a little bit details of that, but not just that, like, when you're a leader, just think about the big respect. When you're a leader and you make a mistake, mm. there is a whole nother of like level of like impact because the only person to hold you accountable is is you is sometimes, you, yep. right? Is you because you're in that leadership position. So, kind of talk about that. What what happened after? Like, what was the reaction from the team? How did you feel? And then I remember there was a, there was a cool moment at the award ceremony that y'all did. But we can talk about all those pieces about like it was a very small moment, but I think it's impactful and shows impactful in defining you as a, as a leader. Um, yes, thank you, Saheb. Uh, <laughs> let's talk yeah. about that. Every single time I watch that video on um, on YouTube, I always skip through it. Or if there are guests over, I look away for that one moment, right? But anyways, um, so the toll, Ustad played a role on stage that wasn't heard from us before or by us before, right? Um, when he played that... For, I don't know, for some reason I couldn't hear it. The crowd was going crazy as well because we were jumping and all that. Um, I couldn't hear the toll beat and so, um, 
who was who was behind me at that time? It was Tejrup, I think. Tejrup also couldn't hear that either, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we both went off beat. And then my guys, the energy, so the judges said that the energy that came into some guys in, in, on your team was was amazing right after they noticed that you've that you've gone off beat right and i think the reason to that was i asked indif taliwal one of my guys blue jordy guys right from mcb i asked him like hey what happened because he was right behind me like right behind me but he didn't go off beat he was in the center he didn't go off beat and the energy that he produced at that time was amazing and i talked to him like hey what happened there you know like what what came into your mind and he's like hey you've always emphasized on recovery like you've always talked about if you make a mistake it's not about the mistake then it's about the recovery he's like i just wanted to make sure that if that happened i don't want that to be the reason of why we lose he's like i just wanted to put in everything i had at that point and ending also started as well so for me it was like i either die today or you know <laughs> or i take this moment from here to another level right so a lot of guys thought that way because i always tell them i'm like hey it's all about the recovery you have to recover properly right and as soon as you can I did recover, but it still took me a second or two, and in the meantime, the team held it down. And my situation after that was 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 really bad, Sahib. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I went to I went I went into this um, this hallway, and then you know I was really pissed off that I that that ended up happening. Right? I had a conversation with Toli. I mean um, the Ostaji, and you know we talked, and I'm like, hey, what happened there? You know, he's like, hey, I felt it, and I it just came out, but it was all on beat and all that, and. I just couldn't hear it. God knows it was because of the monitors or whatever, but I just couldn't hear it and it was a bad moment, but the team ended up holding it up there and then we still had holding it. Holding it down. Yep. Yeah. There was a, uh, and then you ended up doing the, you ended up redoing the whole, uh, after you all had won, yes. you ended up doing the yeah. thing at the, at yeah. the award ceremony. At the award ceremony, I had award. to do it. I had to do it. I told Saji, I'm like, hey, you know, we had like, we were holding our hands. Like, if, I don't know if you looked at it, like the video still is up on YouTube and we were all like holding hands. And when our name got announced, we went in there and I just talked to Saji. I'm like, Saji, can we do the last segment here? <laughs> and then we did it. Okay, so now uh, this is like, I think a kind of a paradigm shift is, did you feel, and I, I'm gonna ask this, uh, did you feel like you were the underdog before at all, ever? Like, did you feel like during this rise that you were an underdog at any time? Not really. Not really. So, yeah. like, how would you how would you define your team during this whole time? Did you say like during 2015 all the way through to MCB? Did you feel like the top dog at that time? Sorry, but I just wanted to compete. I simply wanted the name to be out there. It was getting out there, but it wasn't all the way out there. So for Fever and Big for Fever and Big Ten, which happened in 2017, almost a year after MCB. So there's about a year gap yeah. between those two competitions. Um, what was what was the goal with Fever, uh, Fever and Big and Big Ten? What was the, what were you trying to achieve? Because you've already been winning first places. So what was the new thing that you're trying to achieve? At Fever, it was a whole new story, man. At mm-hmm. Fever, we had um, you know this DJ that made our mix, and we wanted there was a hill. Like <laughs> you have a smile on your face, see? So you know about that, right? Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So but not everybody knows. So yeah. So we had this online, you know, um, behind the screen fight with these DJ guys, and you know. One of these guys after it was so after big uh, no after Pangada Fever um, is when he released the mix. He put it up online, and of course, teams that were competing with us, they would you know listen to that mix, right? It's very obvious, right? They would listen to that mix, and then we had Pangada Fever before Big Ten already, and the gap in between those two competitions was only two weeks, right? So people have 
you know, now at this point, after Bangla Fever, people have already seen our performance, right? And I wanted to make some changes into our set, but that mix being released, it just completely, um, it just completely forced us to put more time, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, be more careful and bring so much attention to our to our practices and all that. Um, but at Bangla Fever, um, it was Gundeeps and just Noor, I think his name was, yeah, just Noor's first competition. And I was very scared. I'm like, Hey, these guys are new guys. I trained them and this and that, but I don't know what's going to happen. It was Navdeep's first competition as well. The guy from NYPD. Navdeep Sidhu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I've been, you know, struggling to get a first place. I really want to get a first place and this and that. He was focused towards that. And I'm like, Hey bro, it's not about the placing here, but you're definitely going to be, you know, putting up a good performance and now take this in. You know, taking all those dreams, taking all those um, hopes, feelings, emotions, um, you know, going to the competition and then realizing that on stage you can't even place your foot there properly and, and dance. It was so freaking slippery. Right? That one... It's, We're talking about the, the, yeah, the fever stage. I'm talking about the Pangada yeah. fever stage. It's that one stage that I never want to step on again. Right? I was mm-hmm. talking to Jaspinder later on too. He had Pangada fever after that year. Right? I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, Jaspinder, we will come in. But like, you have to do something about that stage. I'm not stepping on that stage for sure, for sure. So before we stepped on that stage, so for after tech time, we realized that the stage is way too slippery. So we tried putting Coke on our feet, <laughs> like Coca-Cola on our feet, right? Yep. And tried stepping on stage before we performed. But then I realized right when the dust um, gets, like like right when your foot catches the dust, like the sticky material yeah. catches the dust, it, it gets even more slippery, right? It gets, like, it gets yeah, even worse. It yeah. gets even worse, right? So... Um, we didn't we didn't go with that idea we didn't go with that idea at all and then we just went on stage and I told my guys I'm like hey guys we cannot slip and fall like we can not do that so what we're gonna do is we're gonna you know uh, like bring our energies a little like just keep it like normalized keep it stabilized so that we don't slip and have proper grip of the ground with your feet mm-hmm. right and uh, my guys did that and nobody ended up falling and we we put up a great performance we won first place um <clears throat> and that was every team's concern. Every team's concern, every team was concerned was mm-hmm. that was concerned about that about the slippery stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up winning first place. We were happy, but I knew for a fact that I was not happy after performing on that stage. I really wasn't. I felt like so we we practiced so much, and then you know we ended up putting up a performance that we're, we ourselves are not happy with, right? It left me with something. But then in two weeks, I had Big Ten, and that is the reason why people feel like. There was there was such a huge, such a massive difference between between showing ourselves off at Pangra Fever and Big Ten. At Big Ten, the stage was ready for us. We changed our set. We were all heated up because of that whole DJ situation. He released our mix. And then after we released it, I had about like eight days left. And then those eight days, I changed 50% of the set, right? Trained my guys, you know, took all that, all, took all that hate, took all that aggressiveness and you know turned it into you know energy time practices Mm -hmm. and you know put up a great performance at big 10 and big 10 is by far one of my favorite performances now that you're now that you're in this position where you're like a top dog do you feel that your competitiveness like like what do you mean by damn like like, feels good to hear that i mean like (laughs) like when you're like 2017 right like you're going in like i i was like okay it's either fcb or spd like that's who's going to win. Yeah. Like, no question about yeah. it. What, how does, and I want to ask this question. What was the competitive nature of your team? Because what, from what I heard was it was like 
and I'm being fully transparent with you, that it was like a, you had a very cutthroat mentality to everyone at the comp. And you were like, essentially like a, like, get out of our way. We're here going to win. <laughs> as, as, rude, as rude as it sounds. Yo, Sahib, come like, on. You, you've, met me, you've met me many times at gigs too in Detroit. Yeah, like we, went to, we, yeah, we go to Detroit yeah. so many times, right? You've met you me so many. Party, I know. You've met me so yeah. many times, right? And that too, yeah. as a person that doesn't know me, that I don't know, yeah. how did you feel? Mm-hmm. Did you feel like I approached you like, you know, as a person that, you know, didn't put a smile on his face and just... And just a, so are, do you feel like, like uh, this is a question I'll ask. Yeah. Do you feel like the people like apply an image to you? Like apply your like this like image of like cockiness or arrogance. Do you think people apply that image to you? Okay. Yeah, before I answer that, yeah, 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 before I answer that question, yeah. you have to answer my question first, though. Gotcha. Yeah. So when we met in Detroit a yep. few times, and you approached me every single time, mm-hmm. what did you think of me? I thought you were a fucking asshole. Like I hate <laughs> this guy. No, I'm joking. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you too. Then. End this fucking call right now. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, dude. Honestly, when I when I first, I think we first met at um, I don't know where it was. Whatever, it was it was a while back. Mm. But I, I always felt that there was like a more of a. Um, I thought we made a personable connection. I didn't make any assumptions. Yeah. If somebody were telling me you're an asshole, I didn't give a shit. Mm. I just uh, that can be a good thing and a bad thing because sometimes there are times you should listen to other people. Yeah. But I I just go with my gut feeling yeah. and say. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my own judgment. Yeah, and I mean, you know, at competitions, like when okay, so now back to your questions. Like when we go into competitions, right? Yeah. If anybody is, people could be thinking that behind that udia, attitude. Now a lot of uh, junior dancers or like teams that are that are that are trying to become um, this so ever team that they look up to, right? A person might not even approach you, thinking that senior because they're competing with you, right? But on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay with anybody approaching me just like you did, right? Every single time we yeah. met, you had the same questions like you're asking me today. This and that, you know, how did you guys, you know, mm-hmm. change from this year to that year? You always had questions like that, you know? I was always open to answering your questions, right? In 2018, SPD competed at Bruin Bhangra. Throughout these past three or four years, SPD went to competitions that solely focused on the execution of proper Bhangra. Typically, these judging rubrics de-emphasize production value or sometimes what we call gimmicks in their sets. Bruin Bhangra is a competition that heavily emphasizes production value in the set, whether it be larger-than-life props or even using a projector in the back to enhance your performance. The memorability of Bruin Bhangra sets come from the production value. This was a new challenge for SP to face as no team from Canada never placed, let alone one, Bruin Pangara. SPD was here to change that. When we went, uh, we're talking about Bruin 2018, this was the, probably the most different cop that you that you went to, obviously. Yeah. You have entertainment yeah. value. Yeah. Um, w- what was the goal going to Bruin? What um, were you trying to prove? Many dancers from my team, they wanted to go to Bruin. Yeah, but I never wanted to go to Bruin. Okay. Um, because of the way it's 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 built, like the rubric and all that, right? Many gimmicks were seen in the past that had nothing to do with Bhangra whatsoever, but they were still appreciated and all that, right? So it wasn't like a folk mm-hmm. and traditional Bhangra competition, and that's the one category that we were kind of exceeding in, right? Um, mm-hmm. We then finally decided that we were going to go to Bhangra, Bruin Bhangra, right? Um, I don't know the organizer's name, but he approached me. What was his name again? Do you know, Saab? Grunch. Grunch. There we go. Yep. Grunch, Grunch my man, right there. 
So Gurunch is a guy that approached and uh, we I talked to him and I'm like, hey man, um, you know, but gimmicks won't their competition but we're planning on applying, right? So like, you know, if you could do something about the gimmicks and all that, I'm like, if it's given like, so see the thing is, if it's a Pangada competition, you can't wait, you can't wait gimmicks 50% and then Pangada 50%. If okay. gimmicks are 5%, 10%, that, that, that's fine. Or even 15, or, I mean, not 15, not 15. Five or 10 is fine, right? But not more than that, right? Right? Then I'm going to be starting thinking, mm-hmm. starting to think, be, am I applying to a Pangada competition or, or, or something else? Or like a competition full of gimmicks, right? And there's just some Pangada in there. So Grunch is like, yeah, man, don't worry. Uh, you know, we'll take care of you guys and, uh, you know, we'll make some changes. No changes were made anytime soon and we had already applied, Right? So, koi major change in Sikita gimmicks de bechvi, koi major change in Sikita rubric de bechvi, but we still planning, we, we we still planned on you know competing at that competition. So we did. Okay. Yeah. One of the why I want to follow up on that question when we went to 2019 Bruin, yeah. right? One of the things that the judges told us um, was that the rubric was not like the rubric in 2018. Okay. So yeah, but but I'm hearing from you that the rubric was wasn't was never changed. So was there any like was there really any modifications to the rubric? The only modification that we asked for was yep. in the gimmick section. Okay. Right. So, and I now right now I don't even remember if the, it was it was made if that change was made. But that was the only change that I asked Grunch to make, right? And he gave me different examples. He's like, if the team did this gimmick, it wasn't appreciated, or um, you know, had nothing to do with Bangladesh and didn't get marked for it. Um, so many things were brought up and I don't know if there were any major changes made to the rubric section, but I remember calling it out and I remember asking him for, for that little change, if he could make that. And I feel like if a team didn't place in 2019 because the rubric wasn't what it was in 2018, the only change that was made in 2018, if it was made, was to the rubric section. So is, did that team really come to, 20, to the 2019 competition for Pangra? That was for gimmicks, right? Or did something else happen? So like that's my question. See, like I I could I could really get in there and sure. be like even like yeah. I heard like teams were talking about how the rubric was changed in 2018, right? For our performance, mm-hmm. if it was changed, it was changed for the for for the for the, for the betterment of Bangra. I don't even know if that's a word, but anyways, it was it was going to add on to Bangra. All right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, teams really need to get their so kind get of, their of, get their I, stuff I, straight. When there's a when there's a conversation of you shouldn't have you shouldn't have won Bruin twenty eighteen. Get that? How do you react? You shouldn't you shouldn't have won Bruin twenty eighteen. How would you react to someone saying that? Um, that you shouldn't have placed at that competition, or you shouldn't have not got first place. That's a it's a tough question. People have said that to me before, and I've gotten pissed off. I've gotten upset. I but, would. But I, I would. I want to hear your reaction. There was this one guy that said um, yeah. to one of these uh, other dancers. That, uh, yeah. that that also competed at the competition, but he came to me later on. He's like, oh, Paji, uh, the other guy said that, oh, I could do 50 jumps at the end after the performance. What was the big deal about that? All right? I could do 50 jumps, right? What was the big deal about that, man? All right? Mm-hmm. They took a break after their performance was done. All right? <laughs> now, <laughs> then you could do anything, all right? You could do anything then. If you could do 50 jumps at the, at, at the end of your performance after the performance was done, after taking a 30-second break or a 5-second break or a 10-second break, you could have done anything. See, the people that play second or third or even fourth or even like God knows where, they're always going to have problems with the team, with the teams that would play it first. Right now, you, you, you know, someone came up to me and they're like, 
could be, even though I've heard people say he, he's, he could be an asshole or he is an asshole. Who do you yeah. think these people are? These people are the people that have never seen me, that have never met me, that portray an image of me from far behind, from sitting behind the screen or from just watching me from far away, right? Or that have lost to me in the past, right? I'm not a good person to them. You know, you hardly find those personalities that carry amazing personality traits that want to learn, that want to come to you later on. For example, you, Saab, right? That would come to people that, that they want to learn from, that they want to take something from in a positive note, mm-hmm. all right? Others are just there to point fingers, man. Well, the question, the kind, of, the kind of question I want to ask was, this one is specific because I actually kind of remember seeing this personally. Okay. When I've been witnessing it personally was a lot, I know a lot of the dancers, and we even talked about this, like that, the broom performance had a lot of mistakes in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like, you know, someone's like, Kunda got caught on something, yeah. sop lock, yeah. um, you know, maybe a mistake here and there. Yeah. And I know that you, you, a lot of the dancers were upset because you hold them to a high standard. Yeah. Um, how did you approach it as a leader? Like, what did you, how did you handle that situation? Um, Especially given the amount of time and money you've put into Bruin. <laughs> All right. Um, so after the performance, um, I was the last one to to come to where we were all getting dressed up and all that before the competition, before the performance, I mean. So when I walked in there, um, there were two guys that were not a part of that group. Okay. They were scared, whatever the case was. Um, and when I was talking to them, most of them were crying. Most of them. Right. And I've never seen them cry like that before. Right. They knew exactly what they've done. They, they, they knew that they've disappointed me. Um, there was this one guy, I'm not going to tell you his name. He's not a part of our team. Not for that reason, but he's just not a part of the team. Um, he had his fumman get stuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, whenever I, you know, whenever I coach, uh, whenever I'm practicing with my team, I always, I always put a lot of important, like I give a lot of importance to recovering, like the recovery process of a mistake. Right. So this man, he couldn't recover. He just, so <laughs> tell me if your phone are stuck and the lights turn off on stage, would you not put everything in it to like, just get rid of it? And he tried it as well. He tried to get rid of it, but apparently it came off later on in the performance. So like, yeah, we had many mistakes like that. I mean, um, Navdeep's Shika, it got stuck with the phone he dropped it right away. Right. Um, so I had conversations with them that, Hey guys, this is how you could have approached the situation. Right. This is a, this is what you could have done instead. Right. But on stage, you know, mm-hmm. it's when you step on stage, it's a completely different experience. And you have to make sure that you are well prepared so that you're not thinking about what's the next move. It should be in the muscle memory. Right. But if you end up making a mistake, your only focus should be towards recovering properly. Right. So even though we made a lot of mistakes, um, I did have this conversation with my team later on. And they were broken, they were heartbroken, but I guess there were many good things towards, just like MCB. The judges said, because rest of your set, like the way you choreographed it, the way segments fell in, and the energy that was produced on stage, the bondings that was there, the bonding that was clearly, vis- clearly visible uh, by the judges, by the audience, it, it took over. It took over that mistake. After taking over the North American Fangada circuit, where would SPD go next? Seems obvious, right? Go back to the roots of Pangra. Go to India. SPD took their talents to India and to Pangra Arena 2019. 
A little bit of background, Bhangra Arena is a yearly competition that both live and music Bhangra teams across India compete at. It's the closest thing in India to a North American Bhangra competition in terms of the structure and how it's run. SPD went to Bhangra Arena to compete in the live Bhangra category, which is a very daring feat. So, would Brub and SPD be able to topple this challenge like they did with the rest of the challenges they faced over the past five years? But keeping it to, you know, SPD comps, I think the, there was another year gap like we were talking about before. Yeah. And now that year gap goes into um, Bhangra Arena 2019. Yeah. Okay. Um, how is this one different from MCB in terms of preparation? That's the first question because this is your second live comp. So it was what was the how's the comp preparation different for this one? So when it comes to Bangladesh Arena, um, I judged Bangladesh yeah. Arena in 2018, right? So yeah. I had seen that world's best live teams come, you know, come to that competition, all right? Mm-hmm. Or they're in Punjab and they 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 would be competing at the competition in the future as well. So going to 2019, I was appointed as a judge again, but then I changed my mind. I said. I will be going there, bringing my team there, right, to compete, right? Because mm-hmm. we never said no to challenges. We never said no to um, to lineups that has strong teams. I'm sure you can you can you know tag along at, on that. Um, any competition that we went to, it had it had amazing teams. It had teams that you know worked for their name, that made their name. You know, we went against them. So uh, when we decided to go to Bangladesh Arena, um, the approach was completely different. Practices were there every day. One thing that I, you know, don't recommend is practicing every day. You know, give yourself, uh, your body needs resting as well. And uh, if you don't want to be injured, just do not practice every day, but still do it five days in a week. Um, but we practiced every day for Bangladesh Arena. Um, the energy was amazing. So much stamina um, for four months, back to back, back to back, um, you know, we practiced in our academy as well. We also we also booked other auditoriums just to see how it would feel on on a wooden floor, you know, instead of mats. Um, you know, had drones come in, you know, take our, you know, make a video from of us from the top, you know, um, just to see how how we would look to see like little things here and there, like the lines that would go off, the guys that not that would not face um, the um, the direction that they're that I'm telling them to face, um, lifting smiles, expressions, like nice videos that would tell us about our mistakes, right? So we put in a lot of effort and time into this, man, um, to go into the competition that um, that we wanted to compete in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, the, one of the big things was that you're now going to India and competing, mm-hmm. which is a huge difference, yeah. um, especially monetarily. Yeah. Um, Talk about talk about some of the hurdles of competing in India. Uh, when I think about the monetary stuff, I think that's like a big hurdle. Yeah. Because I know that other people in the Bangladesh community have had this idea of going to India, and I think it's great because it helps us connect our, you know, the the world, the Bangladesh world together. Yeah. So, what were some of the hurdles that you had to overcome when when you were competing in India? The biggest one was funding. The second mm-hmm. one was communication. Right. Communication. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when it came to funding, of course, like right? it was in our hands. So we were going to make sure if we are, you know, if we're financially good to go to India and compete there. We weren't, we, but we, we, we made it work. So anyways, we're in India now. And then um, the arrangements that were made by the committee, um, they were, those arrangements were, they expected us to sleep in. So we were 16. They expected us 
all of us, like 16, including, um, you know, girls and our parents, they expected us to sleep in like two rooms, um, you know, and like, it was, it was, it was very bad. Like when we got, when we got there was the, the arrangements were not good. We had to like, I had to be out all night looking for hotels, um, you know, and then staying in a hotel that was out of our budget, but that could meet our expectations, you know, that could meet our standards. It was just a nice, like a clean bed sheet and not a sheet full of shit, you know, like or a stain mark, you know, all that. So, um, we finally got a hotel, we stayed in there and then, I mean, these were some things that we were planning on before the competition, right? When we were here in Canada, that mm-hmm. we're, we're going to go there and we're not going to struggle in these things. We're going to be stabilized in that category right there when it comes to the booking hotels, sleeping at night and all that, right? But because we already had our band that was from India and we had to practice with them. So we had booked the school's auditorium. Yeah, we booked the school's auditorium mm-hmm. and that's where we arranged a whole, like, a better sound system than we were provided with at the competition. <laughs> so let me tell you this. We had a better sound system for practices in India than at the competition, right? So we we had to, like, arrange practices there. The drive was 45 minutes. We, had, you know, we would drive 45 minutes, get taxis, and, uh, you know, drive to that school every day, practice there. And we, have, we had about, what, four to five practices in three days before the competition, three to four days before the competition. And, um, yeah, the hurdles were, were there, but we, we are proud of what we put on stage and that's, I think that's, that's what that matters. This was, and I know like, we're going to talk about this. We talked about it last time, but this was like your first time losing after a long after time. a long time. Yes. After a very long time, your first time losing. Yeah. We all saw the videos that happened afterwards. Yeah. Right. The whole whole thing. And I think that we hear from different stories, but you're on this podcast now. Yeah. We're from different perspectives. Yeah. You're on this podcast now and <clears throat> want to kind of talk about from your perspective, what ended, ha- what ended up happening at that moment when right before the placings were announced for Rena. Okay. So, what was going what was going on? Yeah. From your from your eyes. Yeah. So you know a lot of people have already seen our video and they have seen that there was a Joomer segment in our Pangra performance, just like there is in every other every other Pangra mm-hmm. performance. But in our Joomer segment, there was something called Tamasha. Now Tamasha is a part of Joomer. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch the mm-hmm. long Joomer performances for like 10 minutes, like the only Joomer performances, the performances that are only dedicated to Joomer, right? You would see Tamasha segments. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to incorporate Tamasha into our Pangra performance and you know, bring that idea out and, you know, would want more teams to follow that because, of course, it puts a lot more attention and it brings a lot more attention um, towards the Pangada performances overall, right? Um, so wanted to do that. We talked to the judges about it. Um, we talked to Pratipal um, Singh Pala and mm-hmm. hoping Kipratipal Singh Pala would talk to that one judge that was not announced until the end of the competition, until the day of the competition, right? The surprise, okay. we call it a surprise judge. So, you know, he didn't he didn't know about it, but all the other judges knew about it, that we were going to have that. But we have recordings, actually. So if you would want to post recordings on your podcast about this whole thing, we could also send you recordings. Um, That'd be great. Right? Send it over. Yeah. So, yep. um, and then thinking that this judge is saying, ha, ha, this is a part of Jumar. Uh, this is a part of um, the, the, the dance anyway. So it, there's no problem. So our second question to the judge was, hey, we have a sarangi. There is a sarangi that is a folk saad. It's a folk saad. It's a folk instrument that we would like to use 
in our performance. He's like, huh, huh, the folks are there. You know, use, right? So he had no problems with it whatsoever. Like the answers that we got that were very confident, like, yeah, huh, huh, these are, these are okay. But I know for a fact that it has not been done before in India, right? I performed in India, I've competed in India, and I know like what the rules sell there, their rules in India, right? So I talked to the organizer of the competition. I'm like, hey, bro, um, you know, there are rules that are in India, but in your competitions, you're telling me I can bring as many in- instrumentalists as I want. Like I can bring as many saji as I want, right? So he's like, yeah, man. It's a, it's, it's a, this is a competition. And he's like, this is a competition in Delhi. This is not a competition taking place in Punjab. So we make our own rules. And in our rubric here, you can bring as many people as you want in your band. You can bring as many members as you want. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we brought, we had Sarangi, we had Tumbi, we had Fluid as well, right? In Tumor segment, I had this one guy that was going to switch from playing Tumbi. No, that was going to switch from playing, I think, one of the instruments to playing... Um, Fluid as well, just to like add on to the tumor segment, right? So we took advantages. We took it. We took advantage of having no rules, no no limitations there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, after we performed, uh, before they announced the results, uh, before like they said anything, they started talking about this surprise judge, uh, the last minute judge that was called on. Um, uh, his name is Cuck, right? He went on stage and he's like, hey, how can a team bring a tamasha inside of Chumar? Right? You know, we always have four Saji, so four band members, right? Maximum five, but we can never have eight band members. How can that how is that even possible? So he started saying all of that stuff, and right when we heard it, the first person to talk from our team was our band coach, Harnam Singh Sandubaji. Right? He couldn't take it because he was the call was made from his phone right and he he's the one who recorded the call right and i we had the recordings of it i had i have heard the recording of it too right so the recording we were sure we can just you know upload the recording and all that right so even though we talked to the judges about it now imagine me talking to you about it you've given me a very confident answer right right but on the other side anil goes on stage tomorrow and tells kibi how can that even happen so whose fault is it Right, that's my question to yeah. the audience. Whose fault is it? Right, it's not the team's fault that has put like freaking forty thousand dollars in coming into, into 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 a competition that didn't even treat them nicely. You know, and by nice treatment, I don't want to be sad. Mujhe tujhe follow bichado, sad galan chhar pado. Right, all I want, all I wanted was proper communication and the honest right answers. Right answers. And why was I asking? Because I didn't want anything like that to happen on stage. So we didn't care if we even placed or not at that competition. Why? Because we were being disrespected on stage, right? We were, we, he was trying to tell people something that we already confirmed with the other four judges. Was this the audio just confirming? Was this like when there's a video that's kind of like from a top view angle yeah. that's like pointing down mm-hmm. right towards the front of stage? Was that the judge who was like talking and then someone, I, I don't know who came up to the stage first? Is that is that the person who you're talking about who went and kind of said all these things at the yeah he was wearing like a baby uh, pink bug and a baby pink kameej yeah I I think so okay yeah and so like essentially and then the the kind of the reaction that happened to that was pretty crazy yeah um, so we started yeah yeah pretty yeah, crazy go ahead. yeah I was just gonna ask like was there any like so I I I mean like what like what ended up happening after that from what my from what I saw was 
you know, you guys were really upset. You went like on Instagram or something like that. You started posting on your story. Yeah. Like there are other, obviously other people posting on their stories and whatever and all that stuff. And <clears throat> I remember getting like a text being like, yo, like, dude, like you need to go see what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh shit. Like, you know, like, oh, is the SPD video live? I, I was like, oh, the video is live. I want to like check out yeah. the video. I think that's what they were talking. I thought that's what they were talking about. But then I saw everything else. Were there any things that you, in that whole moment, like out of all of that, were there any points that you regretted anything that you did? It happened in the moment, right? Now, there there are situations um, that you just can't handle, mm-hmm. right? If someone's, if someone's say, saying something that you can't not hear or cannot take from anyone, mm-hmm. in the moment, you would react differently versus what if you get like five, 10 minutes to think about it, right? And you won't react that way. But because we were... Mm-hmm it's humanity like we're all humans man you know we can only take we can only you know tolerate certain things right there were people in the auditorium you know and when he pointed the, when he pointed some things out and we knew that he is he you know that there that there is a lack of communication in between the judges right you know we had to call him out all we started saying was like the judge right beside you, we confirmed it with him. Why isn't he stopping you? Or why didn't he stop you? Why isn't he coming up and saying anything? Right? I called out Hardeep Singh Sahota as well. Right? The judge that I confirmed with. And he, you know, he's, he's, you know, we're good friends, right? I'm the one who, you know, gave him that spot that, you know, he's going to judge at the competition. Right? Pangarabina mm-hmm. and Hardeep Sahota, they didn't know each other. Right? If just me knew Hardeep Singh Sahota, it was just like a friend and I was given that spot as a judge. Right? And so Hardeep Singh Sahota was not on the board, right? So when I stepped down, I'm like, you know what? He, there's, not, there's another person because they wanted a judge from Canada. So I'm like, okay, this is another person, right? They can look into, mm-hmm. right? So when I confirmed things with Hardeep Singh Sahota, he didn't come up on stage and supported that, yes, this team has taken the time out to, to you know, communicate with us and this is what has happened, right? But anyways, you know, Hardeep and I are good now. Um, and I mean, it's, it's, it is something that has left a huge, huge, huge mark on my, on my mind, on my soul, right? On my heart when it comes to Bangra. Um, but things happen, right? Uh, but we just didn't expect it, that it would go down that way, mm-hmm. right? Especially from our judges, of course, but the Indian judges, it was expected, but that's why we made efforts. You know, that's why we made phone calls. That's why we communicated with them to ask them, hey, do you have any problems with these things that we're trying to incorporate in our performances? And they're like, no, man, we have no problems whatsoever. But when they, when, when they did, it was, too, it, was too, it was too late, right? And after that, I mean, yeah, we had to come live. There were, I mean, one thing that I want to tell, tell you though, there's a video on YouTube as well. Anybody that was in the auditorium, they were supporting us. You know, we had we had gotten so much support, so much love from people from all over the world. Um, it, it, it was overwhelming. I was blessed. I was happy that we were getting so much support. And I had to tell people that this is what happened. This is our take towards it. And do I regret it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Sahib, if you want to hear that, mm-hmm. yes, I do. You know, nobody wants to get out of their character and do something like that, like point fingers, you know, and get angry, you know, and and just lose their voice, you know, but we were honest and I was just, I mean, we we just wanted to tell people this is our take. Like we have, we have taken steps prior to the performance to make sure that this lack of communication does not take place, but it still did. Like we still got hunted 
down, you know, and and guess who's going to pay for the loss? Nobody else but we, right? Mm-hmm. And if we lost in any other way, like, give me just our performance, and I want to say it right here, that there were mistakes in our performance. There were things that I would like to change for the coming performances that I would never do again. There are decisions that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make that will, of course, add on to our performances from now on, right? But the way it happened that wasn't the right way that is not the way i expected i would lose ever yeah. right and i hope any team that ever performances any team that loves bangla any team that goes live or thinks about going live in canada or india i hope it something like that never happens to them there is a feeling of like you know you're okay if someone like we talk about this we're okay if someone beats us in an area we can't control like we can't control if someone is to a certain degree like how creative a team is going to be compared to us that sometimes is out of our control yeah. but when it comes to like cleaning and execution if we lose in that area that's all us and we feel it you know like we feel that accountability and um i can and you feel like you lost for the wrong reasons and that's like those losses hurt more than anything yep. and i get what you're saying you said that you said something like we were hunted down what do you what did you mean by that hunted down as in like the judge that went on stage Yeah. You know, he hunted us down for the things that we brought up on stage. But they were already, gotcha. you know, we already talked to the judges about it. You were like singled out, you were targeted. Like we were targeted, like yeah. 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 <clears throat> um like instead of talking about how good other performances were over you, you they just put you more and more down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Kind of like they came to the approach like we knew we weren't doing we weren't necessarily saying the right thing, but we needed to validate yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I can kind of see that perspective. Yeah. Um the other piece i wanted to say was uh i'm forgetting the question now but it was something about the um that judge is it normal in india for the judges before they announce the placings to validate why they do a certain set of placings some judges do and apparently that judge always okay. does always does yeah. okay that's right that's what i heard yeah <clears throat> that's what i yeah. heard yeah were you were you re- ready for that at all Um or did you I, know he was going to do that? No, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. Um so okay. mostly he goes up on stage and he says a few things about like Vardiya ke you know uh, back in the days uh, Pangra dancers used to wear um you know phate kurte like teared up kurte teared up chadre you know uh, I mean ripped by you know teared up I mean ripped mm, yeah, ripped chadre ripped yeah. ripped kurte right but how come dancers these days have so much bling on their freaking jackets and vests and kurte and pagga and chadre so we had a problem with that right? Um, I think it's very important for anybody, anybody to know that if anybody. Mm-hmm. So now, for example, let me give you an example. Now, Nasib Ustad, the the, the tall player that played for us, he has been out of the Pangra circuit for about fifteen twenty years now, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Right now, the judge that was judging, he has been. Have you? Did you see their performance when they performed at Pangra Arena? Who the judges, the Indian judges? No, no. I oh God! That. Oh God! All right, for me by. When he when Pamiyabai performs, you can look at him performing, and you can tell. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Pangra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the other judges performed, man, it was it was it was a disaster. I don't. I'm not gonna say that they were drunk, but it looked like they were drunk. Right. It appeared that they were drunk. Right. Like mm-hmm. if someone has been out of the Pangra circuit for about fifteen twenty years, man, don't let that person judge. Check out their background. 
right? Check out, you know, check out their background. Things have changed over time. Pangra dancers now on stages do not wear ripped korte, ripped chadre, ripped pagga, you know. You know, Punjabis have done an amazing job worldwide, you know, in putting themselves out there on the map. And it's it's time to realize that I'm I'm against a lot of bling on vests and korte as well. But some kadai, normal kadai that looks nice, like Arvardi was appreciated by Indian teams. Every team that competed there, before we were dressing up, every almost every team came up to us and they're like, yo, Arvardi And the that judge that was talking about Vardi, he wasn't even talking about Arvardi. He was talking about a different team's Vardi. But I'm just saying that, you know, it's yeah. time that we realize that Pangara dancers are not going to come up on stage and dance with ripped up clothes. Yeah, I mean, why would you do that? You're pre- putting, you're presenting yourself. Why would you present present yourself in like a, yeah. uh, and they're like, you're not prepared. Yeah. Uh, now, the, there was another, so another year break happened and we went into Ground Shaker Pangara 2020. Yes, sir. That was obviously canceled because of COVID. Mm. Um, and uh, seven days before, live seven days before, seven days, seven days before comp. So, you had, did you have your set completely prepared? All good. You both, you two are about to, you two are about to vote. You, I know you weren't gonna, yeah, because Anna was gonna be there with Fodge and you know, competing in the music category. Oh, okay, but uh, yeah, so you guys were you were you prepared completely 100%? 100%. Like, had the whole set 100%. Done? That's a that sucks, yeah. Band, right, in, so dancers not, but the in, thing is, everything yeah. was in, and uh. How was that? If you could give us a preview of what that was going to look like, because we never for our, for us to like imagine yeah. what the performance was going to be like. What was it going to be like? Was that was going to be going to be that was going to be an eye opener yeah. for people that think that are on the other side that think that nothing bad happened up on the arena, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's nobody that thinks that way. Um, everyone thinks that you know SPD, you know, the communication should have been better, right? The judges should have given them the right answers, but a ground shaker. Of course, like I didn't leave any room for communication. I also didn't take any risks. I was not going to take any risks. I was not going to do anything new. But of course, a new set, right? A different approach with just the lessons that I learned from the previous competition. All of that was going to be part of it. And people were going to see an amazing, amazing performance. That's all I could tell you, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bhangra Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser, as that really helps others find the podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of them at the Bungarda Pod. If you want to know what else is going on in the podcast world, sign up for a newsletter and join our Discord server to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. There will be links to all of those in the show notes. Thank you for listening to.